You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to more of the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Hristadoulou, and today I'm doing my picks for all 16 slate of matchups here in week number three of the NFL season, going over my thoughts on the matchup themselves, who I think is going to come out the winner, some of the betting odds for some of the games that I think are shoe-ins to go after, and everything in between. So make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and comment down below. Let me know who you think is coming out a winner in this week's matchups, and remember, When we hit 500 subs, which I believe we are like four away, I'm giving away t-shirts that look like this of my show. They say the Greek's gridiron on them. So if you want to get yourself a free t-shirt, make sure you are subscribed because when we hit 500 subs, I'm going to do a giveaway and you want to make sure you are around for that. And then at the end of this video, check out my power rankings. I dropped yesterday. I rank all 32 teams from worst to first. Now, Diving into this week's matchups, we're going to start with the Thursday night football game. Steelers are heading on over to Cleveland to take on the Browns for an AFC North matchup here. Um, I'm going to be honest, this was a tough one to pick here. There's, you know, the Browns coming off of a massive upset loss to the Jets, blowing their lead that they had. The Steelers taking a really tough and gritty loss to the New England Patriots as well. Both of these teams looking for a win here, and both of them having question marks at the quarterback spot, and even some question marks on the defensive side of the football. I look at this, and I think it's a very even matchup. Browns are favored at minus four and a half, over under set at around 38, so expected to be a low scoring affair. And honestly, I could see this game finishing even closer than just a four and a half point margin. I could see this game finishing within two points. And funny enough, my final scoreline for this game and the winner that I have picked here, I am going to go with the Steelers winning 23 to 21 in a tight knit contest. I don't think there's going to be a ton of scoring. I think we're going to see some field goals going on in this game here. And it's going to take a really gritty effort and probably... If I had to guess, like Mitch Trubisky's best performance so far this season to be able to pull out the victory in this game here, he needs to play clean, no mistakes, just be a game manager and do not force turnovers. We already heard the chance from Steelers fans last week for Kenny. Obviously, they're not in Pittsburgh this time around, but the point remains, his seat is starting to warm up. And I'm curious, depending on if this game goes very south or not, if Mike Tomlin is thinking, all right, maybe we don't sit Kenny for the entire season. Maybe we see what this guy has here because we could be competitive with some better juice at the quarterback spot. But I do like the Steelers winning this one here. Going into the next matchup here, we are looking at the Texans going into Chicago to take on the Bears to start off the 1 p.m. slate of games on Sunday. Bears are minus two and a half favorites on this one here, and the over-under is currently set at 40 and a half. I don't really think this game is going to be a very high-scoring affair simply because we are looking at a matchup between two very defensively-minded head coaches in Matt Eberflus and, of course, Lovey Smith from the Texans as well. And Lovey Smith obviously going up against a former team of his. Um, And on top of that... Texans did not really look great last week offensively. The Bears have kind of been hit and miss with the offense as well. I'm, I just don't expect to see a ton of really good offensive football in this game. I'm not really sold on either of the offenses right now. I was actually a little bit higher on the Texans offense coming in this season, but since I've seen the way they've played the last couple of weeks, it did come down that hill just a little bit, but I still like Davis Mills and company over there. I just need to see some more from them before I buy in, but a very defensive game is what I'm predicting for this one here. Bears at minus two and a half being at home does make a lot of sense, them being favored, but I am going to go with the Texans just because I do think I like the Texans offense just a smidge more than what I like 
or what I have seen from the Bears and what I like that I've seen from the Bears through the first two weeks of the season. So I'm going to give the Texans 17-13 victory here, a tiny margin of winning, but I do have them winning by four. Moving on to the Raiders and the Titans now. Going into Tennessee, Raiders are actually minus two favorites. Road favorites going into this matchup here. Tennessee coming off of a massive blowout loss to the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. And then the Raiders, of course, with their massive collapse to the Cardinals late in the game and coming up with an L when everyone thought they were walking away with a big victory. We saw the fans with the with the wine bottle spraying everywhere at some point during like the third quarter. It really felt like a big win was coming for Las Vegas, and ultimately the collapse happened. One of these teams has to win. And I mean, I guess it could end in a tie. We've already seen one so far this season, but somebody's got to win this game because both of these teams had playoff aspirations going into this season. And so far, they're 0-2, both sides. And if you look at last year's playoff setup, every single team that started off 0-2 last year when they added that extra wild card spot did not make the playoffs. So one of these teams, if they're going to essentially beat that streak there of however many teams started 0-2 last year not making it, they are going to need to step up, get a win, and start trending in the right direction. And if I was to pick somebody here, I think I'm going to go with the Raiders. And my main reasoning why is because I just like the skill talent overall offensively. Both of these defenses have not really impressed me too, too much throughout the start of the season. But when you look at the teams on paper, I think I like what the Raiders boast on offense a little bit more than what the Titans do. So I'm going to go with the Raiders here. Not a massive victory, but a decent-sized one, 27-21. They are the favorites, again, away. I like them winning by six. For the over-under on this one, it's at 45.5. I have the score sitting at 48. So I do like the over on this one here. Definitely one that I think has a decent amount of scoring because, again, neither of the defenses have been too, too crazy, and I think both teams could be good for at least 20-some-odd points. Now, moving into the Chiefs in the Colts game in Indianapolis here. I'm going to say this right now and make this one fairly quick and rip the Band-Aid off. Chiefs are minus six and a half favorites, and I don't really think based off what I've seen so far from the Colts this season that they really have a chance, even if they are at home. The Chiefs have been firing on all cylinders offensively. The Colts could not even put up a single field goal against the Jaguars in Jacksonville last week, and I'm very concerned the direction that this Colts team is heading right now. I have the Chiefs winning 34-13 to in a complete route and uh, I'm very curious to see where the Colts are heading post week three because I don't think it's in the right direction looking at the Bills and the Dolphins here this is going to be a fun one because we've seen the Dolphins now they have put up a solid showing week one against the Patriots who I guess have a solid defense at this point that's what everyone seems to believe and I, I'm, I'm somewhat in that party as well I think that the Patriots boast a solid unit on defense and then they went up against the Ravens team that their secondary dealing with injuries had injuries in the game and they were able to put up 42 points altogether when it was all said and done Tua putting up six touchdown passes 460 yards passing it was a crazy game you look at the Buffalo Bills and their offense has been as good as advertised through two weeks so far just dumping 30 burgers on both opponents uh, I think this game ends up being high scoring, and I, while I don't expect the Dolphins to be able to keep pace, I also don't think it's going to be a blowout. But I do have the Bills winning this game, and I have them winning at a score of 35-24. to 24. The over-under for this is set at 53, and I'm hammering the over on this one here. My total sits at 59. Bills are minus 5.5 favorites in this one. While the Dolphins have been solid offensively and really good last week overall, I would say this, they have not really tested a defense or had a defense test them rather 
that's as good as what Buffalo is boasting right now. And this is going to be the real first test for them here. They did a good job against the Patriots, 20 points in their victory. They, again, dropped 42 last week against a secondary that was hurting a bit. Now you're going up against a defense that is that is as good as any in the NFL right now. Can you continue to do that? Can you continue the massive offensive output you've put out so far? I don't know if the Dolphins are going to quite be able to hang in against that defense there. The Bills, on the other hand, their offense, I think, can hang with any defense in the league, and I firmly expect them to drop a decent amount of points in this game here as well, especially considering how much the Ravens were able to put up on the Dolphins last week. I think the Bills could be good for just about or as many points, if not maybe even more. Moving into the Lions and the Vikings now. In Minnesota here, the Vikings are actually minus six favorites here. It's a massive margin considering how good the Lions have looked offensively and how up and down the Vikings have been so far. They had a really high up week one and a really hard down week number two, getting essentially kind of just beaten down by the Eagles. Over-under for this is set at 52.5. I like the under on this one here. I think that's a really high number, but at the same time, I'm not too far off of the over here. So while I do like the under just because the number's so high, could I see both of these teams adding up a point total that reaches beyond that 52.5 mark? Yeah, actually, I wouldn't be too, too surprised, but I do like the under on this one. Now, my biggest reasoning for who I pick in the win in this one has to do with the defensive output or I guess the defensive allowance, I should say, of the Minnesota's defense and the offensive output of the Detroit Lions. I have the Lions pulling an upset victory here, 28 to 23, and in large part because Minnesota's defense, so far, I, you know, I thought it was going to be a better grouping there with week one showing, but in week two, really struggled against the Eagles. They have allowed 412 yards per game so far in their first two contests. That puts them at 29th in the league, whereas the Lions offense has been a complete surprise with 405 yards of offense so far per game. That's fourth best in the league. So I'm going to take the Lions here solely because I think they're going to be able to take advantage of this defensive mismatch. I, I, I'm going to need to see it from the Vikings and essentially to really believe in them. I, I, you know, I was really excited about them week one and I was saying, Hey, I'm a believer, but watching their defense just kind of completely roll over to the Eagles. Now I'm kind of back at what is this Vikings defense right now? So I'm going to have to see it from them this week. I like the lions 28, 23 and give me the under on this one. I have them finishing at 51 points altogether. I don't know if they can quite cross at 52 and a half mark between both teams. Looking at the Ravens coming into New England to take on the Patriots. This is a fun one here. I think it's going to be a tighter knit match. The Ravens are only minus three favorites on this one. Over-unders at 43 and a half. This is one that I think the over could get crossed on just because both teams should be able to put up a decent amount of points. The Ravens offense has been awesome. And to see them go down swinging the way they did, they kind of stalled in that fourth quarter against the Dolphins. But prior to that, they were throwing haymakers left and right. And they took a massive lead on the Dolphins. Secondary is a little bit of a concern with injuries right now, but... Overall, a solid team on defense, a really good offense. You're going up against a Patriots team that boasts a pretty good defense themselves and an offense that has struggled to put up some numbers so far. You're only looking at 24 points between the first two games total, and it's going to take uh, a strong and concert, uh, like I don't know if that's the word for it, it's just a very strong effort, I would say, from that offensive unit to be able to pull out a win in this one here, and I don't quite know if they're going to be able to get it done. This is one where... 
it's going to take really good coaching from Bill Belichick and an excellent game plan for the Patriots to come out winners, despite the fact that they're in New England. And I actually have the Ravens winning this one 27 to 20, winning by a touchdown, just because I think that the offense might lag a little bit behind what the Ravens might potentially be able to do. Despite the fact that they're going up against a better defense than I say they did last week, I think that there's going to need to be um, some serious work by the Patriots secondary to be able to slow down what the Ravens are able to do on offense. And they're going to need to make sure they contain Lamar Jackson. So he's not rushing for a massive 50 plus yard run for a score on them after throwing three touchdowns. But I do like the Ravens for the victory in that one there. Looking at the Bengals and the Jets here going into New York. Now the Jets massive upset win over the Bengals last year being led by Mike White. Joe Flacco is now obviously the quarterback. So different QB at the helm and obviously Zach Wilson's not starting the game and going to go down with an injury. He's already out. I really feel like the Bengals have to win this game. So I am going to pick them for this one here. You cannot lose this game if you are Cincinnati. The Jets while they're trying to stay afloat without Zach Wilson right now, the Bengals have invested too much money on their O-line and they have too much talent on their roster altogether to lose this game and drop another win. So they need to make sure they get the W on this game here. It's not that I don't really believe the Jets can pull off an upset after watching what they did to the Browns last week. I would not be shocked to see them do it again and maybe shock the Bengals once more. They completely torched the middle of their defense last year offensively through the air. But I do like the Bengals. They're minus five favorites, and I think that they get the job done. I think they win. Again, I have them winning by only, what is this? Uh, I have them winning by seven. So only one score, but... This is like a do-or-die game for the Bengals right now, and Joe Burrow needs to step up. This defense, I think they can they can step up. They've been looking pretty good all year long. It's the offense that we need to see something from, and I think that Joe Burrow and company steps up, and they finally put together a good game and get a dub and move on from the tough start they've had so far this season. I, I really hope they do. Looking next at the Eagles and Commanders in Washington here, an NFC East divisional matchup. Uh, Eagles are minus six and a half favorites, and I'm hard-pressed to believe that the Commanders would come out in any shape or form in a victory of this game here. It's going to take a very good game from Washington to be able to win this one. I have the Eagles actually winning 30-21, to 21, so they win by nine. Two scores on that one there. I do like the Eagles minus six and a half. Uh, I'm not, I don't firmly believe in the offense over there in Washington. And while I was looking forward to seeing this commander's defense, missing Chase Young is definitely something that they're doing right now. So once Chase Young gets back, maybe this team's a little bit more formidable because the defense should get a little bit stronger. You have to account for Chase Young being so aggressive and so good at what he does rushing the quarterback. But until then, I don't really like the commanders too, too much right now. They really struggled to beat the Jaguars. They almost gave the game away and then took a really bad loss to the Lions last week. Give me the Eagles for this one. Look at the Saints and Panthers NFC South matchup here in Carolina. The Saints are minus three favorites. Another road favorite going to this game here. The, Pan the Panthers have just really struggled offensively, whether it's a slow start or just not really being able to put anything together at all through the entirety of the game. I I was a little bit higher on this offense than I think I should have been coming into the season. And at this point here, I feel like they are looking like almost the worst team in the NFC South at this point, just because their offensive output is not where it needs to be. The defense holding up pretty strong despite the lack of movement from the offense. I love the Panthers defense. I just wish they had an offense to pair with it. And I really thought Baker Mayfield might be the guy that could help give them a little bit of spark and a little bit of flair on the offensive side of the ball and get things rolling. But they have really struggled to put points together and finish off drives. Whereas the Saints, 
tough game last week, a very emotional game at that. And then the week prior, you get a very tight win over the Falcons, a division rival as well. All they've been doing so far, the Saints, has been playing the NFC South. So they're going to wrap up their first tour through the NFC South here with this game. I think they get the W. I don't I don't really see the Panthers pulling off an upset in this one here. It would take a really good effort by them to do so. I have the Saints winning 27 to 17, so that Saints minus 3, I think you'd be safe betting on something like that if I was a betting person. I do like those odds there. Uh, I don't again, I don't think the Panthers are going to be able to put out a ton of offense and that's going to help the Saints be able to put up a fair amount of scoring here. I like the Saints and I believe Alvin Kamara should be playing this week. I know he was held out last week, but I think he should be good to go this week. Obviously, that could change between now and Sunday, but we'll see. Looking at the 4 o'clock window now, we have ourselves four games. The Jaguars going to L.A. to take on the Chargers. It sounds like Justin Herbert should be good to go. The Chargers are minus seven favorites. The over-under for this one's set at 47.5, and I don't quite know if this game can reach that number just because I don't know if the Jaguars are going to be able to put up the numbers offensively to total up a score that reaches that high. I have the Chargers winning this game 28 to 19. I think their offense should have a pretty good game going up against this Jaguars team. If the commanders could put up 20 some odd points against them. And I know the Colts could not move the ball against them at all, but that's a completely different story with a team that is having all sorts of problems offensively. I think the Chargers should be good for a 20-some-odd burger on them, whereas the Jaguars, this is going up against, I would say, the best defense they're going to face so far this season at this point, and I think they might struggle just a little bit here. You obviously have the pass-rushing duo, Bosa and Mack, J.C. Jackson's over there in the secondary, Derwin James and all those guys. You got to look out for that unit, and I think the Chargers get the W here. Looking at the Rams and the Cardinals, this one I think is going to be a closer game than some people might expect. At this point here, I have come to the conclusion that the Rams defense is not quite as good as I expected them to be this year. They did lose a fair amount of pieces, obviously Von Miller, Sebastian Joseph Day. So you have guys leaving the defense, the defense obviously not being quite as aggressive and as dominant as it was towards the end of last season, and I think it's starting to show, and I think the Cardinals might be able to take advantage of that. They got a massive comeback victory last week as the Raiders kind of collapsed late in the game, stealing the win in overtime, and the Rams are only favored at minus three and a half. They are another road favorite. That seems to be an interesting recurring theme that's happening this week here, but another road favorite, and I... Overall, I do like the Rams a little bit more than the Cardinals altogether. I trust the Rams offense a little bit more, and the Cardinals defense did an excellent job shutting things down in the second half and then ultimately pulling off that fumble return touchdown and what have you, but I don't know if the Cardinals, especially the way they took that loss to the Rams in the playoffs last year, do they? I don't really know if they have what it takes right now, minus DeAndre Hopkins, to get the win, even if they are at home. So I do like the Rams taking the victory here. I have them winning 27-24. That Rams minus 3.5 kind of scares me just because it's 3.5. If it was minus 3, I would like it a little bit more. But this is a game that I could, I could see finishing fairly close, especially being a divisional rival type of matchup. But I like the Rams. I think they get a close win there, 27-24. 24. Looking at the Falcons and the Seahawks in Seattle, the Seahawks are minus two favorites going into this game here, and the over-under set at 42, a lower number compared to a handful that we've seen this week so far. Uh, I do think I like the over for this one here. I think that the Falcons defense is soft enough that, and, and I don't, I don't want to say soft enough because that's not actually, the, that's not the right, that sounds wrong. I think that the Falcons defense is 
going to let up enough for the Seahawks to be able to put something close to 20-some-odd points in this game here. The Falcons' defense hasn't really been super impressive so far this year, whereas you look at what the Seahawks have done and really impressive first game, not so much second game going up against the 49ers, but I do like what the Falcons' offense has been doing, and I'm kind of leaning towards them despite not being favored in this game. They had a really good showing week one and another really good showing late in the game week two in that loss to the Rams. I think the Falcons offensively have a little bit more juice than what the Seahawks are running with right now, so I am going to go with the Falcons on the win here. I have them winning 23-20, to so not by any large margin by any means. I think it's a close matchup here, but I like the Falcons getting a W. Looking at the Packers and the Buccaneers, this is the final 4 o'clock window game here. This is a tight one. Buccaneers are only minus 1 favorites at home. Over-under for this is set at 41.5. Now, I've got to say... This was a hard one to decide on. I spent a lot of time just kind of looking at numbers and, you know, I've watched back all four of the games between these two teams so far. And I've got to say, this is like anyone's ball game, especially with injury concerns at wide receiver right now for Tampa Bay. I'm assuming Julio Jones might not play this week just because of the fact they brought in Cole Beasley. They're already missing Chris Godwin. Mike Evans is suspended. And I think there might be a potential that Julio Jones misses another game as well, which is not good. That means Russell Gage is wide receiver one if all three of those guys miss this game here. Now, if Julio Jones plays... Things bode a little bit better for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the connection that Brady and Julio Jones showed in week number one was solid. And Julio Jones, despite missing a game, did look really good week one. And I think if he's good and he's healthy and ready to go, I think he could be a dominant factor for the offense. Whereas the Packers, much better showing against a weaker opponent in the Bears this past week. I think the offense is starting to click a little bit better. They're starting to really find their rhythm. I feel like the Packers are a team that takes a few weeks to kind of get rolling, at least into the Matt LaFleur era before they really start to pick up and get going. I think the Packers might be starting to find themselves. And I do actually like the Packers in this game, and I'm going to take them in a tight victory. 24-21. to I'm concerned about the wide receivers over there in Tampa Bay, and that's probably my biggest reason why. Also, the offensive line is obviously an issue, and I think that the Packers should be able to bring enough pressure to frustrate Brady and potentially steal a victory here in a game that not a lot of people are expecting them to come out victors in. Looking at Sunday night football, we got the 49ers going to Denver, and this is one that I just don't really know if I could pick the Broncos to win this game based off of how their offense has looked these last two weeks. They have not been able to cross the 20-point mark, and this is an offense that a lot of people expected a lot from with Russell Wilson being there now. And one key thing that really has stuck out to me for the 49ers is how good this defense has been altogether. They're first in the league in yards per game allowed. And the number's like 142, I believe, or something like that. I forgot to write the number down, but they are first in the league. And it's an absurdly low number. They've also only averaged one touchdown allowed per game between their week one and week two matchup. Defense has been very, very good. And now Jimmy Garoppolo, experienced veteran, comes in as a starter. He's going to do his thing. Whether you like Jimmy Garoppolo or not, he is a serviceable guy. He has been to the Super Bowl. He has been to an NFC Championship as recently as last year. I like the 49ers going into this one here. I really want to pick the Broncos, but I just don't think that they are a safe enough bet to pick in this game. I have the 49ers winning somewhat handedly 27-17. to I am a little bit concerned about what Denver is brewing over there. The coaching is the fact that the crowd was counting down for Denver last week because they feel like clock management is an issue over there is 
speaks for itself, all right? And I'm a little bit concerned about what's going on in Denver right now. I love the defense they have. That offense, though, needs to figure it out. And then for the final matchup of the week, Monday Night Football, we got the Cowboys going to New York to take on the Giants. This is a game that started out different when it comes to betting lines here. The Giants at this moment of recording are minus half a point favorites. They started out as minus four favorites initially and have slowly trended in the other direction here. The biggest key factor for me going into this game is really going to be Micah Parsons. How disruptive can he be against the Giants to help the Cowboys steal a victory in this game here? I have a feeling, even though it's in New York, Giants are a very slight, slight favorite, that Cowboys defense has impressed me through two weeks. Offense aside, and offense wasn't even that bad last week with Cooper Rush, if the defense from Dallas can take over this game, the Giants have really not been putting up a ton of numbers offensively. I know Saquon Barkley had a really big week one, but I don't know if I believe in this Giants team just yet. I know they're 2-0 like everyone expected them to be, but I, I don't know if I can quite buy into this Giants team just yet. And Micah Parsons, if he's, you know, if he's getting to the quarterback, he notches in another couple of sacks. He's already got four on the season in two games. If he's being a disruptive force the way he is, I could see the the Giants maybe dropping the ball in this game and the Cowboys coming away with an upset victory. And I have them winning this game 21 to 17. So I do have a Cowboys upset in this game. But that is my uh, NFL, almost a power rankings, NFL picks for week number three of the NFL season. Again, I would love to hear what you guys think in the comment section down below. Let me know who you think is coming out winners and losers in this week three slate of games. I would love to hear it, but that's it for me. I appreciate you all. I will catch you all in the next video. Have a good one.